Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for joining with us today. You are a great shepherd and help us to hear your voice and follow you so that we can make this day your day, the day filled with the grace and gratitude. In precious Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today's text is short but significant. So let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, In the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I'll tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Today, Paul starts his letter with a bold statement. As God's fellow workers, we urge you. Paul is bold because yesterday he said, as God reconciled us to himself, he called us for the ministry of reconciliation. Thus, we are God's co-workers. Yes, you and I are not only God's beloved children, but also God's bold co-workers. The word urge here is a parakaleo in Greek which also means to comfort and to counsel. That's a verb for the Holy Spirit, our comforter or paraclete. Like the Holy Spirit who comforts us and urges us, we comfort and urge others in our co-working with God in the ministry of a reconciliation. That's what Paul meant by not to receive God's grace in vain. Here, Grace refers to God's reconciling work in Christ. Do not receive God's grace in vain means do not waste God's grace. Vain in Greek is empty. The famous word kanos, kanos of Philippians 2, Christ emptied himself. Paul was saying that don't empty and waste God's grace, but employ it and work God's grace to bear fruit. Paul apparently took this warning to heart himself. In 1 Corinthians 15.10, when Paul talked about his call to be an apostle, this is what he said. But by grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. The word without effect is once again is a canus. It's a without in vain. You know, God's grace to me was not in vain. No, I work harder than all of them or other apostles, but yet not I, but the grace of God that was in me, that was with me. One thing Paul hated much was to waste God's grace, because God's grace came to him very costly through the sacrificial witnesses of many Christians like Stephen, and ultimately at the patience and suffering of Christ whom he met on his road to Damascus. Paul wanted to make sure that he and everyone he knew live a life full of grace, life of grace for the grace and by the grace. Grace is our connection to God. Grace is our connection to others. Grace is our connection to to real fruitful life. Without grace, everything we do, even hard work we do, is a waste and vain. 
Now Corinthians were in the danger of receiving God's grace in vain. That's why Paul wrote the letter again, and here Paul explains the gravity of their situation with a verbatim quotation from Isaiah 49. Let me tell you why Paul quote to Isaiah 49. Paul, Paul turned to Isaiah passage because Isaiah's case resembled his own situation. Isaiah 49, 1-6, prophet Isaiah pres, uh, present his credential, just like Paul did to Corinthian. There, you know, Isaiah said, God set me apart from my mother's womb, and uh, from the beginning God prepared me. And then, God, he said, God called Israel to be light to the nation, so that God's power is known to everybody, and God's salvation may reach to the end of the earth. But the prophet, when prophet delivered this message, he met with a less than enthusiastic response from his people. So Isaiah also expresses a bitter disappointment. So Isaiah 49.4, Isaiah said, But I said, I labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing at all. I bet Paul identified with Isaiah here in his struggle with the Corinthians. And then the key passage, Isaiah 49, verse 8. This is what the Lord says. In the time of my favor, do you hear? In the time of my favor, I will answer you in the day of salvation. I will help you. You know, Paul in the verse 2 in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 said, Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the time of salvation. It came directly from Isaiah 49.8. I'll keep you, will make you to be a covenant for the people to restore the land and the real sign is a desolate inheritance to say the captives, come out to those in darkness, be free. Paul was referring here the return of a, a remnant from Babylonian exile. And when Isaiah delivered them great news, the exiles, they really, they were in despair and they didn't hear it. They are not that enthusiastic. They are too tired. And Paul now telling us something even greater than return from exile in Babylon. And that is the eschatological return or change of ages inaugurated by Christ's death and resurrection. Here, the day of salvation means the deliverance from sin's captivity through Jesus' cross and resurrection. So Paul is saying here, telling us that, uh, that we are living a more critical time than those who return from exile. By the way, most of you who are familiar with the Old Testament, you know how critical return from exile was. And the story of Ezra and Nehemiah, without that, there was no Israel. Israel was just another conquered nation in the ancient history, and their identity probably gone long time ago. But because of return from exile, Israel revived or resurrected until the time of Jesus. Now, Paul was using that, uh, that's the prophecy and fulfillment of exile. He says something gigantically, this, I mean, disproportionately, exponentially greater fulfillment happened through Jesus Christ here. So 
Just like you know, ancient cliche that uh, 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 Copper Dium, the Caesar day, Paul is saying that now is a time of God's favor, now is a time of salvation. He is emphasizing this now twice here in verse 2. I'll tell you now is a time of God's favor, now is a day, day of a salvation. It means you and I are living in the most critical time of, our, of history because of what Christ has done, because it's a fulfillment of God's promise. In another word, you and I are the last runner of a divine redemptive relay or race. We are the last runner. And we are not going to give to the another return and turn our baton to you know, so, someone else. But that, that our finish line is that that's where all God's fulfillment is waiting for us. So dear brothers and sisters, today, let us run our race, recognizing that God gave us a grace, his power, and let's run fully at the best. So that at the end of the day, we thank God, Lord, today was not in vain. Today was full of your grace. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, help us to receive your grace not in vain, but in gratitude and power. Help us to recognize that what we believe is not just another religious opinion or personal philosophy. What we believe is the truth, the life, and way to God. Help us to live today fully in grace, for grace, and by grace, because what God ever gave us is, um, is your heart and your life and your love in your Son. Dear Holy Spirit, each critical moment of today urges, urge each one of us that now is a time of God's favor, now is a day of salvation. We are God's favored people, and we are sent to this our respective places for God's salvation. Receive our worship, receive our prayer, now bless our work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.